Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Hello, listener. Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall. Well, this week we'll discuss the humble solvent water. Now, most people don't pay too much attention to water. They think anything liquid will work. But uh, water is designed to, to help and to heal the body, whereas most of the things that we drink, nah, not so much. Well, look into an example. Livestock and wild animals know what to do when physical sickness strikes. They've been observed uh, eating certain plants, which they do, and those plants heal, help heal them. They'll seek out a stream or a lake, and they will bathe in the water and lay in it to treat the injuries. For instance, a dog bitten on the head by a rattlesnake first killed the snake, then went to a nearby creek where he lay in the water off and on for a week. He recovered completely. The water was one of the most valuable helpers that he has and that you have in the daily task of keeping yourself in health or in recovering health when it's lost. It's very important to be drinking enough water a day. Now, beyond water, what was happening with the dog was that the toxic uh, materials from the, uh, the venom were coming out into the water and they were being bound up in the clay at the bottom of the creek. And so this brings up clay, which is very valuable in combination with water for pulling the toxic materials out of the body. But that's another treatment for another time. Your kidneys alone filter about 50 gallons of water a day. That's a lot of work for something that weighs just not very much. Now, much of this water is recycled over and over again by your kidneys. But about two to four quarts of water a day are lost through urine, lungs, and perspiration. And for this reason, you... If you're not drinking water, your kidneys cannot perform their function well, and kidney disease results. So why is it only water? Why not other liquids? Don't your kidneys filter that as well? Wouldn't it work? They do, but the uh, the other or the other um, things that you would drink, say milk, has a lot of protein in it, has a lot of sugar in it which the, uh, not only the digestive system has to handle, but the kidneys also have to deal with that. The, uh, the more salt, sugar, and protein that you eat, the more water you need in order to help the blood flow properly. And of course, uh, it is water that is the solvent. Now, if you're drinking something like Kool-Aid or soda, then you have to deal with the acids 
that must be filtered through the kidney, so it increases the kidney load. And of course, the sugar, and then the caffeine, all of those things are affecting kidney as well as other parts of the body. What so, about the coffees and teas? I mean, there's a lot of water in them. There is, and you do get net hydration out of them, but they are also um, putting a strain on the kidneys. Now, this doesn't say don't drink them, but what I am saying is that it's not a substitute for water. So it really shouldn't be counted into the water that you're drinking during the day. So the eight ounces of water that we normally are supposed to drink a day, that's just water. That doesn't mean the tea and the coffee and the sodas. Oh, boy. They're... The others, the other volumes do count for the kidneys, but not for hydration. Mm. And so they do put a strain on the kidneys. Now, you can overload your kidneys or drown them, and so you want to be very careful with that. Okay. Now, when you do not drink enough water, your blood thickens, and it flows with much greater difficulty. This causes, of course, high blood pressure, but it will cause trouble all throughout the body and of course your heart's going to have trouble because it's having to push against sludge now many people eat too much salt sugar protein yet each of these substances requires additional water didn't we just say that yes we did we did we said that mm -hmm. but i do want you to know that it's very important in late uh, 1986 the World Health Organization officially started, or stated, excuse me, that the incidence of illness around the globe would fall by about 80% if people in the developing nations had access to pure drinking water. Well, wow. You know, the, the people in first world have access to pure drinking water, at least many of us do, but making use of it is a different thing. Now, yep. knowing what to do is really important because if you don't know what to do, you're probably not going to do the right thing. But knowing it and actually doing it are still different things. You do have to follow through with what you know is right and good for you in order to get the benefits of it. Now, lack of water not only affects health, it also affects work production as well. The athletes in particular find that the slightest decrease in fluid available to them will greatly affect their performance. And, and they're measuring, so they're paying attention. In many cases, people that are just working on a job or playing will have this degradation in performance of their uh, their muscles and their mind and not really notice it. They'll just chalk it up to being tired. But if they'll stop and get a drink of water, then they'll start feeling a whole lot better and performance will improve. Sometimes that's chalked up to blood sugar, but it isn't necessarily blood sugar. 
Now, it's uh, generally recommended that we drink eight glasses of water a day. That's what, eight, eight ounce glasses of water. Mm-hmm. But it's best that you not drink it with your meals, but between them. And why would that be? Well, that would be because it, it if you put too much liquid into your, your stomach whenever you're trying to digest food, then it dilutes the, the enzymes that your body needs to digest the food. True. So you don't need to be drinking too much, putting too much liquid in there with the solid foods. Yeah, but there's something else that it does. Water clears the stomach in about 20 minutes, regardless of whether or not the food has finished digesting. And generally, if you're eating something that is of substance, it takes about two hours to digest it. And if the water that you have drunk with that meal clears the stomach, then the enzymes that are being used to digest the food are leaving the stomach and they're starting to digest your small intestine. Oh, that doesn't sound very cool. No, don't want that. (laughs) And so can you say duodenal ulcer? (laughs) Well, yeah. That often happens. And so what the body will do in response is it will use vital energy to produce more enzymes. And it will then throw them into the stomach and start working again. So then the next thing is that you take a big drink of soda and flush it out again. Oh. Mm. This could be problems. Yep. Okay. So uh, then one or two warm glasses of water about half an hour before breakfast will help cleanse the stomach and sharpen up the appetite. It's a good way to wake up. Um, Small amounts of water drunk from time to time during the day, the remainder of the day, are also helpful. But do avoid drinking too much water. It'll thin your blood too much and make you lightheaded. Uh, It would uh, overtax the kidneys as well. If in doubt, keep in mind that there's less danger in drinking a little too much water than not drinking enough water. Some people will drink uh, hot water or cold drink, cold water drinks with their meal. But this hinders the digestion of food even more than drinking lukewarm water at mealtime. Cold water will uh, temporarily paralyze the, uh, the stomach and uh, much of the small intestine because it just pulls the heat out, the blood leaves, and digestion stops. And hot water has to be uh, temperature equalized so that the stomach that does not have damage from the heat. And so the body stops digesting the food in order to, to uh, haul off the, action, the additional um, heat. It's, uh, oh, it's one of those things that just feels good or tastes good during the meal, but it is counterproductive to digestion. So mm. it's 
not recommended. So when you put a lot of ice in your, your drink, that's not good? It's not helping you any. Okay. Um, the, uh, the colder it is, the harder it's going to be to digest. Mm. Now, um, we would like for you to consider our website. Now, the website is undergoing revision. We've got a, a new version of it live, but the donate button is not working. So uh, we would appreciate your checking it out from time to time. I do have a blog that uh, I've started on it, and it will be describing many of the things that we're doing. And so just appreciate your taking a look at it. Let's see. Coming up next, that would be uh, tap water versus treated waters. Now let's go for a break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. When a loved one is aging, family, friends, and caregiving supporters may have a lot of questions and be looking for the answers and guidance they need to take the next step. On Aging Life Network, host Nancy Oriola talks to professionals such as doctors, lawyers, authors, and other experts related to the field of aging. You'll learn more and, more importantly, reduce stress on yourself and your loved ones. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email 
The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back. The, uh, the drinking water that uh, you get a hold of should be pure, but it's becoming much more difficult to obtain it. Um, I uh, had seen a study about a couple of years ago that was uh, reporting that uh, most of the aquifers that are available in the United States are polluted at various uh, degrees and forms of pollution. Nonetheless, um, it's very there are very few spring water sources that do not have either industrial um, wastes in them or uh, damage from mining or some other uh, problem. And so even though uh, you would like to just go out and get spring water or uh, water out of a mountain stream, it's getting more difficult to find a reliable source of the pure water. For that reason, uh, you really should be looking into either a reliable water distiller for the house or a reverse osmosis system. Now, a minimum is carbon filtered water. Now, the, the carbon filtration will not take out um, many of the, the compounds uh, or uh, pollutants, but it will take out enough of them to where your, your health will be a whole lot better off for it. Uh, one of the notes that you'd want to make is that uh, fluorine is very hard to get rid of. It accumulates in the body and is a, an irritant, it makes your bones brittle after a certain threshold is reached. You do need some of it, but uh, what the municipal suppliers are putting into the water is just, it's too much. And so uh, special filters are required to get that out. Even reverse osmosis won't do it. Mm. Chlorine, fortunately, is much easier to get out. Um, the carbon filtration will do that. Now, the reason chlorine was put into the water in the first place is because of cholera. That was the original case. It is very effective in killing bacteria in a municipal water system. And it is essential, if we didn't use chlorinated water, we would be having way more disease. And so that's not the problem. It's just that when you go to drink it, you need to purify it again. Mm -hmm. So carbon filtration is a minimum. Now, distilled water, as a particular case, will not hurt you if you're eating a good diet so that you're obtaining your proper, the proper amount of calcium and other minerals in your food. Natural medicine works if you are 
eating a an alkalizing diet, which uh, I would refer you to previous broadcasts. And if you are um, breathing oxygenated air, is sufficiently oxygenated air, then the body will alkalize enough to where it will be able to handle the clean water. It will then be able to throw off disease much more easily than it would if you're, you're uh, eating pizzas and cookies all the time. Now, mm -hmm. pizzas and cookies come up because we have recently <laughs> indulged. You mean like yesterday? Yeah, like yesterday, and it was wonderful. Yes, it was. But, uh, you know, there is, there's that safe place diet that you have to go back to so that everything keeps working right. And so just to let you know, nobody's telling you you got to do this, but when things aren't working, you definitely want to be checking your diet, checking the lifestyle. Let's see... Uh, the floor, the fluorine, mm -hmm. is that Fluor the same as fluoride, or fluoride. is it? Are they different? Uh, totally fluoride different. is a uh, a form of fluorine. Okay. And so, you know, that you can consider them the same. Fluorine okay. is the name of the atom. Okay. In contrast, regular water often contains excess. Contrast to distilled water contains an excess of inorganic sodium. Chlorine, sulfur, fluorine, iron, chromium, lead, and other undesirable minerals. Wait a minute. Doesn't the body need iron? Well, yes, yes but it needs organic iron. That is, iron that plants have, have turned into a form that your body can take hold of, store, and use. Um, yes, you can get iron and even usable iron out of rusty nails, <laughs> but there are a lot of other things in those nails that you don't need in your body. Plus, inorganic iron uh, is toxic, and you got to have iron. Too much of it is poisonous, so uh, be aware of that. So uh, another problem is that even in those substances that you need that are available in water, you usually get too much of it. And so it's best if you have access to some distilled or reverse osmosis water to flush those back out. The water, excuse me, the body will retain minerals that it needs if they are uh, organic sourced. Now, for, I'm, I, for one, am thankful that we do have the inexpensive home distillers. And they are easily available. You can get them on Amazon. And they're easy to use. Yeah, they're pretty easy to use. Now, I'm well practiced at it. Yes, you are. Now, a, a doctor named uh, Joseph M. Price, M.D., did careful research into the relationship between chlorinated water and atherosclerosis in the arteries. And he found so much evidence that he wrote a book about it entitled Coronaries, Cholesterol, and Chlorine. For example, after seven months, every chicken fed chlorinated water in a chicken farm developed atherosclerosis. 
while no chickens fed pure water had atherosclerosis. This is after seven months. Mm. Another interesting fact, American soldiers killed during the Korean War averaged 75% incidence of coronary atherosclerosis, yet there were only an average age of 22. Oh, wow. Way young for that kind of problem. So in order to avoid disease, the water given to the soldiers in South Korea had been very heavily chlorinated. Well, good idea as far as things like cholera. Bad idea as far as circulation. So the strategy would have worked if they had chlorinated the water and then used a carbon filter to, <laughs> to clean it up before the, the soldiers drank it. Now, cadmium, cadmium is just poisonous metal. Mm. It increases high blood pressure. Yeah, Dr. Henry Schroeder has estimated that people who die of high blood pressure uh, complications tend to have unusually high level of cadmium in their kidneys where it accumulates. And this most frequently occurs in certain cities with higher cadmium content in their drinking water. Need to purify that water. Lead, copper, and sulfur are also dangerous. Now, zinc in the water does have a protective effect against cadmium and excess copper. So we might keep that in mind. Uh, patients with either hypertension or atherosclerotic heart disease or an old myocardial infarction, that's a heart attack, generally have higher copper and lower zinc levels in the serum and toenail samples, according to the World Health Organization, meaning that uh, they're getting too much copper, not enough zinc. If you have a choice when drinking water from the uh, pipes, it's better to drink hard water than soft water, because the hard water mainly has calcium and magnesium, and it will lower your chances of acquiring cardiovascular and kid kidney diseases. Um, it has a protective effect against other heavy metals, you know, such as cadmium. So it's a good thing to, to have. See, oddly enough, you can purchase water softening equipment and supplies, but nobody sells anything to artificially harden it. Hard water results primarily from the presence of calcium and magnesium salts in the water, while softness is due to the absence of these salts. These, oh, oh, but they have to put sodium in there in order to soften it. Oh. These two minerals help protect the water from absorbing dangerous minerals from the ground or, or from pipes. Now, the average person will, by the age of 75, have drunk 20,000 gallons of water. Uh, think about that. Um, this is a water planet. And not only six, see, not only six tenths of the surface is covered by water, but water is essential. It makes possible all life. No plant, animal, or living organism can survive long without it. 
I would like to comment on the the kidneys. The uh, the kidneys work by uh, say you have a house or a room and you want to uh, clean it out. You take everything out in the yard and then you bring back what you want to keep. That's what the kidneys do all the time. And so uh, that allows the kidneys to defend against things that they're chemicals they don't even recognize. All right, again, our website, hungrykidsinternational.org. And uh, coming up, uh, water treatments. Uh, these are called hydrotherapy. It is an ancient, uh, well, yes, it is. It, it is an ancient treatment for uh, health maintenance and treatment of disease. I do think that it's worth hanging around for. Let's go to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back. This is Dr. Bob. And, and Cindy Hall. <laughs> All right. Um... Talking a little bit more about uh, water. The cleansing by water on the outside of the body is deeply symbolic of our desire for inner cleansing. Now, Christians baptize is an outward statement of turning from sin to Jesus. And long before that, the Hebrews would wash in ritual baths in obedience to the law of Moses. In these cases, water does not do the job of cleansing but it is what Oral Roberts calls a point of contact where faith meets the material world and calls into being things that do not yet exist. 
Water does not cleanse the soul, but there is something deep in the heart of the human being that longs for internal cleanness. We point you to Jesus. Romans 10, 9, and 10 is the, the door into the kingdom. Now let's go to hydrotherapy. Here's a summary of what's included in the science of water therapy. Hydrotherapy has been used for thousands of years, or it is generally available, and so and it so dramatically helps many sicknesses, that, and it's easy to apply. In uh, 1747, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, wrote a textbook on hydrotherapy. And the first uh, modern water therapy textbook originated in Bavaria. Excuse me, and it was in 1886. Water cure establishments, or oh, they called them hydros, sprang up all over Germany and Europe, and they later spread into the United States. In the late 1800s, Dr. J. Winternitz of Vienna discovered that hydrotherapy worked because of its direct and indirect effects on the nervous system. The temperature of the water, the percussion of the water, the body part receiving it, all determined how it would help the body. And what I'm talking about there is that um, what you can do with water is heat it up or cool it down. And as that's applied to the body, it will affect the nerves and the blood. But you can also um, spray water in either a percussion, as if the water is tapping on a certain part of the body, or it can be a shower, it's called a spray or a douche, and it could be poured. The uh, the wet, uh, no, what's that called? The, the cold bucket pour. That's not a gag. That's what you do when someone uh, cannot breathe when the uh, um, the throat is just swollen, closed. They can't breathe, but there is no other obstruction in it. Uh, that happens when uh, when you have a uh, an asthmatic uh, convulsion or a spasm. And you take put them in the tub, take ice water, pour it down their back. They will start oh. breathing. They will, they not, will like not be you very your much. friend. <laughs> they will not like you, but uh, they will live long enough to complain about it. So uh, <laughs> it works. And, you know, for those of you that, uh, well, maybe have to use it, um, just don't panic. Just remember that temperature and water are very powerful. All right. Here's a brief description of what some of the simple water treatments look like. Uh, the local baths, hot, cold, or alternate hot and cold water may be applied to most any part of the body to produce desired effects. 
the alternate hot and cold bath is one of the most frequently used. Simply fill two containers larger than the part of the body to be treated and fill with hot, one with hot, one with cold water. And by cold, that is a range either from cool to ice, depending on how um, strong you want the treatment to be. The usual interval is three minutes in the hot, one minute in the cold, and you repeat this three times, ending with cold. Now, in a uh, case example of this, this kind of treatment, um, cellulitis is a, uh, a lymphatic disease that uh, consists of an infection by uh, the streptococcal skin bacteria in usually the ankles. And that happens in, in patients that have some kind of compromise in their lymphatic system. And so the only thing that I've seen that really works is to take uh, a bucket, about a five to six gallon bucket of water that's hot. And by hot, I mean something like about 105 degrees. You don't want to get it too hot. And if, if you have diabetes or the patient has diabetes and you really watch it, measure it. You do not want to burn the skin. Mm -hmm. It would be uh, very easy to do. Yeah, put uh, about an ounce of charcoal in the hot water. This is uh, activated powdered charcoal powder. And then the cold treatment is ice water. Now, I use longer than three minutes in one minute. That would be 20 minutes in the hot water and five minutes in the cold. And you repeat that as much as seven times, heating up the, uh, the, the hot water portion. And you do that once a day, maybe twice a day, and it is really useful in stopping that uh, cellulitis. Otherwise, you're going to be dealing with that uh, this for the rest, rest of the time on Earth. Now, sits baths. It's another one. This is a sitting bath. It's very helpful for problems in the lower abdomen and the pelvic region, including menstrual disorder, diseases of the uterus, ovaries, fallopian tubes, prostatitis, constipation, and digestive disorders. There are several kinds of sits baths. And when needed suddenly, they can be invaluable. Um, there is a commercial product called the Sitz Bath that sits in the toilet. It is useful, but it is limited because you can't get the depth that you'd need in order to fully treat as, as high as the uh, sigmoid colon or the bladder itself. However, they are quite useful. Um, the one that you'd use medically is two large plastic, plastic or galvanized tubs. And so oh, these, uh, for maximum benefit, 
they must be done several times a day. One of them's hot, the other one's cold. The effect is to increase circulation of the blood and the lymph to the pelvic region and to remove internal congestion in the blood and to improve the tissue vitality and nutrition by giving fresh blood to the area. Blood does get stagnant in certain pockets in the body and only temperature changes will move it. The wet sheet packs, it's another one. Wet sheet pack is used with many acute diseases, especially conditions with fever due to toxemia. As a result of the pack, if it's con continued three hours or all night, the fever will have been aided in its work by increased elimination and thus well, fevers lowered due to a decreased need by the body for the fever. Now what happens is that the, the uh, treatment goes on cold and the body heats it up with the fever and then it removes toxins into the sheet. And it's a really neat trick. You can just go to bed like that, wake up feeling much better. The fomentations, well, where prolonged heat's needed, then you put a hot compress, hot being, as we discussed, don't burn it, but uh, quite warm on the, the, the part that hurts and leave it there five minutes to 20 minutes and then uh, replace it with cold for about one-fifth of the time. So five minutes to one minute or 20 minutes to about three to five minutes. And you repeat that process about three times and it will move the blood. It, it's good for such things as chest congestion due to colds, bronchitis, or even pleurisy. And then, ah oh yes, the enema. Those are amazing things. There's that word again. <laughs> that word. Well, there are a lot of people who just will not do it. I must say the uh, the enema is very effective. It uh, has its hazards, but it's well worth it. Uh, many people will not allow it themselves to be humbled by an enema, but it's one of the more effective ways to get rid of uh, toxins that you can't get rid of any other way. It does work, and it is worth it. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I wouldn't be alive if I no, were not good at it. Mm -hmm. Now, waste matter is primarily eliminated from the body through the bowel, bladder, skin, and lungs. The person who is sick has more wastes than normal to expel. And an enema or colonic is very helpful in eliminating them. There are several types of enemas. Um, the lemon water is probably the best to be using at home if you don't have access to a, a health provider. Now, again, please visit the website. It's uh, still not in fully functioning order. We've just gotten it redone, and uh, we're still working on it. But to appreciate you looking at it and... I'll be working on a blog, and so uh, 
look forward to seeing you there. Coming up, uh, how and when to drink water. We'll see you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you sometimes feel like being healthy and living pain-free is beyond your reach? If you are plagued by poor health and worry that you'll have to live with it for the rest of your life, we have good news for you. There is hope, and it starts right here, right now. Join host Stephanie Parrish for the Vitality Health Show. You'll learn about alternative therapies and natural solutions that really work. Reclaim your good health and your quality of life. Listen to the Vitality Health Show every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back, listener. This is Dr. Bob and And Cindy Hall. Now, we've been talking about water in this broadcast, and I did get a comment or a question about uh, the neti pot. Neti pot is useful in uh, sinus, either inflammation, infection, or just generally congestion, such as having a cold or allergies. And it is effective, 
there have been reports of people having their brain eaten out by the uh, um, an amoeba. That does happen if you're not using distilled water. The mm. tap water, you never put tap water in your nose. <laughs> but uh, that's done by, or the technique is generally one cup of distilled water that has one quarter teaspoon of salt in it. It is heated up to somewhere between 80 degrees and uh, body temperature. And then it is poured into one nostril and you tip your head such that it drains out the other nostrils. Just about as, as interesting as an enema. But it does work. And so you don't have to do it on television. Just go in the bathroom, do, do what you got to do. And it's amazing how well that it cleans out the sinuses. Now, my wife really enjoys the, the results of that. So just uh, back to how we uh, drink water. We should pay attention to how and when we drink water as well as how much water we're to drink. The body needs about two quarts per day if there is not an evaporative loss or unusual kidney activity. Now, unusual kidney activity, that's when uh, the kidneys are irritated by something and or kidney damage, and they're just putting out more flow than they should be. Now, evaporative loss can come from work, or it can come from sitting in a hot car. Not a good idea, but it does happen. And there's several other seemingly trivial things, but they do increase the amount of water that you need. The more you sweat, the less water that's available to the kidneys and the more likely the blood is to thicken and blood pressure would go up as a result. And so you'd need to drink some water. Um, if, uh, on the other hand, you're thirsty, but to have, you've already had quite a bit of water, it may be better to wait. So uh, let's see, in the morning, two How rooms. long would you wait, Bob? I would wait for about an hour. Is a thank, good question. There is a limit to how much the kidneys can process. Uh, they can handle an input of about a quart of water every hour. Now, a quart every hour is too much, but any one hour, you should be having less a quart or less. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, in the morning on waking, on waking. Uh, two room temperature cups of water will get the digestive and renal system going. It'll flush out the lymph and starts waking the blood up. Between meals, uh, water can be consumed up to one quart per hour, but no liquid should be drunk within 30 minutes prior to eating a meal. Keep in mind, it takes about 20 minutes to clear water from the stomach. And this does give the stomach time to clear itself and prepare for food. No water should be consumed during the meal. If you're drinking enough water, then 
chewing slowly will give the saliva and digestive juices more than enough time and opportunity to lubricate the food and properly process it. Now, water consumption and certainly all other beverages should be restrained for two hours after a meal. This allows the stomach time to digest the contents and to release the chyme into the small intestine without flushing the enzymes out. After this, water consumption can be resumed, but not more than one quart per hour, since that's the limit that the kidneys can operate without stress. This ritual should be followed for each meal. At the end of the day, consumption of liquids should cease before 7 o'clock for a normal daily rhythm. Water consumed after this will result in kidney activity into the night, causing fitful sleep. Not to mention, however, many times you have to get up. Right. That is bad for the kidneys. What if you're thirsty when you go to bed? If you're thirsty before going to bed, either you have done... Uh, missed something um, during the day in your routines or there is an inflammation problem. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that burning is not thirst, it's inflammation. And just so you know, reading and hearing the Word of God from the Bible is cleansing like water, washing the soul. That can be found in Ephesians 5.26. So, uh, any other questions you have, Cindy, about the use of water? I think we did go through what happens when you drink water during a meal. Yeah, we did. Flush the enzymes out. Mm -hmm. Of course, when the body's remaking those enzymes and getting you some new ones, it is uh, also using energy that you would be using to feel good. So, normally, you don't feel so good when you're trying to digest after that. Yeah, it's your body's pulling it from other places and, yeah, taking all your energy. All right. Well, we look forward to being with you next week. Thank you, and we do hope that you've enjoyed this broadcast. So go by for another week, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.